as an executive, are you leading your life? Are you in control? Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So if you think the world's against you, then it will be against you. If you think you're in charge of your time and in control of your time, you will be. If you think you're late, you'll always be late. Why? Because your thinking makes it so. So as an executive, are you leading your life? Are you leading your company? Are you leading your division? Are you leading the tasks that are set before you? And as a leader, particularly around time, it's important to make decisions. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this special episode. I hope you're doing well and having a very productive week. I've got another great interview on tap for today. In case you're newer to this podcast, I often record short solo episodes, but I've been on a roll lately with consecutive, interesting interview episodes over the past few weeks, starting with Jeff Schwartz talking about reframing the future of work, Um, then Martin Drake in the UK talking about the new empowered model for strategy. And then after that, I had a conversation with Jose Ramon Riestra, who offered CEO perspective on what it takes to prepare for next level growth in your business. So listen to those if you miss them. And we have some amazing women who you'll enjoy hearing from in upcoming episodes. But today I have a new friend from Australia joining me. And it's especially appropriate because this episode is airing in March. So it's the month when we lose an hour, at least we do in the US, we spring forward and set our clocks ahead one hour. You'll hear my conversation with Les Watson, and he's nicknamed the Time Lord. I had fun speaking with him and felt like I was in the presence of greatness. He's an experienced productivity and time management expert, and he'll talk about how to get an hour back every day. He's been training for over 30 years, serving the corporate market and small businesses and individuals as well. Spoiler alert, there's no one single magic tip or strategy that works for everyone to help get an hour back. But the good news is there are actually many ways to get an hour back, uh, an hour or more of your time, as Les will explain. One of the main ways has to do with the pace at which you make decisions. He gives a number of other ideas to consider as well. Like so many other topics I cover on the podcast, much of the success has to do with how you think about the issue, not just what actions you take. And if you're like me, I'm guessing you might have some work to do in this area to better manage your time and increase your productivity. This is a huge topic. So we're just scratching the surface here. Uh, To learn more, I encourage you to check out the online resources that Les mentions in our conversation, as well as his book, Get Back an Hour in Every Day. And we have links to all of that in the show notes. I hope wherever you may be in the world, whether you're losing or gaining time, you'll be able to make the most of your time to get done whatever is most important to you. Enjoy my conversation with Les Watson. Les, welcome to CEO on the Go podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks, Gail. 
Yes. Well, I know there's quite a, a time difference between the two of us. You're in Australia and I'm here in the U.S. And we're going to be talking a lot about time and time management. But I'm so glad to, to get to know you and to hear your insights because I know that you help people get stuff done. And it's especially appropriate since, at least in the U.S., we're getting ready to lose an hour. So our, our theme for our, our conversation today is, is how to get back an hour every day, not just with the daylight savings time. So um, can't wait to have this conversation. So in the context of leadership, I was curious to, to start by getting some of your thoughts about some of the unique challenges that leaders face in this area of trying to, to manage their time and be most productive. Right, great question. And the, the depth and breadth is like time and it can go in so many different directions. Um, I actually have a library of 97 videos on topics of time management, productivity, and small business. Only 97? You, you <laughs> haven't gotten to 100 yet? Okay. You, you have three more to go to at least have 100 less. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, for executives, for, for leaders, it comes down to a couple of things that are specifically pertinent, and one of them would be delegation. The amount of times that I come across leaders and executives that say, I need to do it all myself. No one else can do this. I, I'm the person that needs, no, 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 I'm, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And it's like, really? Is that really what you want to be doing? Because if you're looking at an executive pay grade, let's just call it for uh, just for fun, let's just take it at $100 an hour. Then any task that's less than $100 an hour, you can actually give that to somebody, delegate it to somebody, and get back that time, and you get on doing tasks that are worthy of $100 an hour. I get it. I mean, intellectually, that makes a lot of sense. But it's still hard, I think. I mean, even uh, in my own experience, and this is not an area where I excel. So that's why I'm curious to learn more from you. But what do you think holds people back when they still understand that logically, but they still can't make themselves or create the shift that they need to? What needs to happen? We have around 20, 25 minutes. I could do an hour just on that. <laughs> um, however, if I was to bottom line it, it's the ego gets in the road. No one can do it as good as me. I am the kingpin. I am the one that's in charge. And because I pull all the strings, then no one can, like, I need to do it. Otherwise, it's not going to get done the way I want it to get done. And that's ego. That's that part inside that traps us to go, you're, you're really, it's all about you. And it's not all about you. My wife and I have a saying in our household, your independence is making you sick. So it's not about independence, it's about interdependence. So don't go into business thinking it's all about you. Think of from the aspect of it's all about the team and how can the team support you and how can you delegate? So you've got some listeners that are in and of themselves single, single entities and you go, okay, so even if you're on your own as an executive, how can you outsource? How can you outsource the social media? How can you outsource parts of the email? How can you outsource, check this out, food prep? Because food prep in and of itself is like, yeah, but I like doing it. Yeah, but is it worth $100 an hour? Because if you can go over here and create stuff at $100 an hour that, that enables you to earn $200, $400, $600, 
I would outsource the food prep. So that's all about delegation. Are you delegating as much as what you'd like? And the back end of that question is, but Les, how do I delegate? Well, there's a couple of points with that. One is delegate a clear outcome, like what is it that you want to have happen? Delegate a time frame with which this task needs to get done in. So by when do you want this task? Um, to what degree do you want this task done? Is it 100% dotted I's and cross T's and it's got to be 100% or will 80% do? And also, here's a good one. How much money do I get to spend on this task? Because some could go, well, I've got to scrimp and scrape and do it all myself. Or in delegating, you go, you've got $4,000 to do it. And you go, great, thank you very much. And off they run. They spend the $4,000 because it was in the, in the budget already. But you need to be specific on how you delegate so that they know exactly what the outcome is, the time frame, the budget, those sorts of things. Yeah, I like that emphasizing clarity of expectations when you delegate. I don't think that can be emphasized enough. So that's a great point. I was curious to, to know in your experience, and you've had a lot of experience, what you observe with some people who seem to be naturally good at managing their time and being productive versus others that struggle. I, you know, I, it just seems like there's probably not one single solution or approach that works for everyone. But what what have you seen over the years in terms of why people seem to do it so naturally and others don't? Yeah, there is two things. One, one is one is a great one, and it's awareness. Are you aware of what works in your life and what is what doesn't? A lot of people go through life going, this doesn't work or this isn't working, this isn't working, and never take the time to stop and ask the question, why isn't it working? Where are the things that are falling over? What What's that about? Is it you? Is it the systems? So first of all, being aware of your own process stands you in really good stead because you can change it if need be. Or you can do more of what works by being aware of what's working in your life. So number one is awareness. And the other one is a two-part and it leads probably leads into a number of things and you you may ask me more about this later on, but the, the two key points are leadership and discipline. As an executive, are you leading your life? Are you in control? Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So if you think the world's against you, then it will be against you. If you think you're in charge of your time and in control of your time, you will be. If you think you're late, you'll always be late. Why? Because your thinking makes it so. So as an executive, are you leading your life? Are you leading your company? Are you leading your division? Are you leading the tasks that are set before you? And as a leader, particularly around time, it's important to make decisions. A lot of people don't make decisions. They go, oh, um, uh, oh, um, oh well, uh, I'll just put that one off. And then the crunch comes. It's like, oh, now I really need to make a decision. Well, you could have done that on the front end because you did not get, I'm going to speak to you, Gail, you did not get to be where you are by making shitty decisions. You made really good decisions to get you where you are. And based on that, keep going. Don't kind of, oh, but yeah, um, ah, uh, and prevaricate and procrastinate. It doesn't serve you. You make good decisions, so Make the decision. Be decisive. Yes, no, on, off. Make the decision. And yeah, sometimes, sometimes we're going to make bad decisions and we're going to fall over. Dust yourself off, 
get yourself back up and go again because the majority of times it's all good. Yes, that's that's one thing I've had to work on is reframing all of my decisions to see them as they're all good decisions. Even those that I'm, I may have thought, well, that was not the best decision. You just make another decision. And it, I think it's a good decision if you can learn from it too. I think that's half the battle is to stop judging the decisions that you make and, and trusting that you're making good decisions if you continue to to follow that path. So yeah, we're we're on a, we're on a podcast. So visually, Gail, you can see behind me is a couple of models, and in one of the models are the are the letters E S and I, and that's the model that I have of making productivity easy and making life easy. So one of those letters, so the three are E for external action, S for support, and I for internal focus. So that I is that thing that you just said. Sometimes our thinking lets us down. And that's where it loops around to your thinking makes it so. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So if you think you can, it, this is all hard, then it will be hard. But if you think decision-making is easy and that you are on top of things and that you can make decisions, then you probably will. So my invitation for the listeners is to look at your next day coming up, wherever that might be, whenever this comes out, you look at it and go, okay, I'm listening to this. What can I do today to make decisions rather than put it off, make a decision straight away based on what I know, based on the confidence that I have in myself, just make the decision and see if you can make more decisions today than you have done previously and get rid of a lot of the things you've been procrastinating about. Yeah, you'll accelerate your results that way for sure. Yeah. And and as you say, my whole thing is get back an hour and every day. Sometimes the prevarication and the procrastination actually is around um, uh, 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 and you waste time where you really do know the answer. So just pull the pin. Let's go. Come on. Make the decision and get on with it. And you go, well, that wasn't hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. A lot of times we, there's some relief in just having made the decision instead of agonizing over it and trying to play out all the different scenarios that, that may or may not happen. Why are you doing that to yourself? I don't Stop know. It. I know. And, I, and mine, mine is all about coaching. So I coach individuals, I coach corporate, I coach small business. And it is a coaching question of what are you doing? Let's go. Get on with it. And you go, oh, I, I, I can do this. Yes, you can. But sometimes you need someone to tap you on the shoulder and go, go, get on with it, let's go. And when you made the decision, you go, well, that wasn't hard. Yeah. One of the techniques that I often use with executives who are, are trying to move more quickly and be more decisive is to reconnect them to the bigger purpose or the vision, the ultimate goal. And that in itself can be motivating a lot of times I see um, when executives are feeling stuck or they've even lost track of why they're even doing what they're doing is to reorient them around that bigger vision. Perfect. I'm going to come back to the second part of discipline in a minute, but I'm going to take you up on that one. I would say, I will say people, people talk about, um, well, I'm stuck or I'm confused or I'm in the quagmire or I'm overwhelmed. And I go, first of all, what are you trying to achieve? So vision and purpose can come into that. Called what's the end result? Where are you headed? What are you trying to achieve? And then from there, once you know what it is, come back to what's the single next action step you can take? What's the next thing you can do? Because there's always something you can do, always. Like the opportunity to do a phone call or write something down or move something from here to there. There's always something you can do. 
Yes. Uh, one, one newer technique I've also been trying is to have clients take out their calendar and say, when, and put it on your calendar. <laughs> when will that next action happen? I love that. I love it so much. Why? Because even lunch, the reason why people miss lunch and miss looking after themselves is they don't put it in the calendar and people just book over the, over the top of it. So based on that, I put my lunch in there so that no one from around the world can book my calendar. Because they go, oh, he's free. No, he's not. He's got lunch. And, and, and exercise, self-care for an executive is really important. So are you making your exercise re- regime important enough to put it in? For me, I go, where am I having a ride? Oh, there. Where am I having a swim? Oh, there. Where am I going for a walk with my wife? There. And I'll map it out in advance for the week so that that's really important to me and it goes in first. Yeah. Were you going to say more about discipline? Uh, Yep. Thank you. Leadership and discipline, leadership and discipline. So be the leader, but then back it up with doing it on a regular basis. So the discipline for me, uh, particularly around, for example, exercise, is I said I was going to do it, therefore have the discipline to do it, to keep my agreements. And I normally swim a couple of kilometers. So there are times when I don't feel like it. But in the discipline, I know it's really good for me and I know I'll come out the back end really, really well. So I go, no, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other, get to the car, go to the pool, get to the dressing, get to the pool deck and do the laps. Have the discipline. So what are the things in your career, in your day-to-day that require discipline and are you doing it on a regular basis? Do you have resistance? Check that out. What's your resistance to those things? Are they serving you, not serving you? Because some of those things that you're doing may not be serving you, therefore stop doing it. And the other side is there are things you need to do. Can you put a discipline in to do them on a regular basis? Yeah, I know this is a loaded question, but do you have a tip or perspective on how to help people move through resistance when that happens? I know we don't have a context here, but just in general, any thoughts? No, I, I liked your point. What's the, what's the purpose? Like, what are you trying to do? And often when I'm working with people, I'll go, what is your purpose for being on the planet? Now, for some people, that's way too big. Therefore, what's your purpose for being in business? What's your purpose for being in the role that you're in at the moment? What's So when I'm, I'm going to go esoteric, I'm going to go big. So my purpose of being on the planet, my purpose for being in business is the same, and it's to bring life. So people that know me go, yeah, is that you? Yes, that's Les. He brings life, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's training, whether it's networking, whether it's socially. I've got the, the joie de vivre. I've got the energy that brings life. So in business, it's really easy. So my procrastination doesn't last long. When I'm laying in bed and go, I have a choice right now. I can lay in here and be really cozy or I can get out of bed and bring life. Bang, my feet hit the floor and I go, woohoo, let's go, bring some life, come on. So so that how do you get over procrastination? Look at what the purpose is. If you focus on your purpose, it will drag you into making decisions. It will get you out of your procrastination. Stop, stop with the, the I don't know thing and make a decision. 
Yeah, that's so good. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I do have so many questions. So when executives are in overwhelm and they realize they have the self-awareness that something needs to change and they need to take better control over their schedule, what is a good starting point? Where should they look to, to put their focus to say, okay, I know things are not going well in the way that I've been doing them. Something needs to change. Is it a matter of prioritizing or... Um, something else that can help them kind of break that cycle and get them oriented around what they need to be doing to get out of the overwhelm. Yep. I would say the prioritization does come in there, but I would do that secondary. I'd do that after you do something first. Um, Gail, are you aware of the, the concept of mind mapping? Yes, I love mind mapping. Yeah. So mind mapping. For those of you who don't know, you just take an idea, put that in the center of the page, and then whatever ideas come out of that, you, 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 write, you, you write it down, but it's not one under the other. It's all over the page and there are arms and you put on that arm and you put it on that arm. So you're actually putting down ideas that aren't linear. They're just going, oh, tell me about, oh, yeah, I could do that. Oh, because of that, I could do that. So have a look for those of you that haven't uh, explored it. Mind mapping, the guy that um, really honed in on it was a gentleman by the name of Tony Buzan. I got to interview the Australian representative for Tony Bizan the other day, uh, and it was awesome. So if anyone would like to uh, know more about that, I'm happy to, to talk about that. But mind maps are awesome, just awesome. So first of all, get it out of your head in a mind map. So that's one thing as projects. And the other thing, if people are in overwhelm, often a very similar thing happens where you've got too much in your head and you need to get out of your head down onto paper. So I take people through, and again, I'm happy to give this away, so at the end I'll let you know where you can get it, but it's a trigger list or it's a list of words that trigger inside of you some of those things that are incomplete, things that you've had as an idea and not started, things you've started and not continued, things you've continued and not finished, maybe some things you've finished and not acknowledged. So once you've got that, that is a cycle we as human beings sometimes break that cycle and it creates an incompletion and they stay in your head and they stay in your head and they tap you on the shoulder and go, I know you focused on this, but what about this? And I know you focus on this, but what about this? And I know you focus on this, but what about this? And you go, oh, it's all too much. Why? <laughs> so the, opportun the opportunity is to get it out of your head down to the paper and that's that trigger list. That's just an opportunity. It's the list of words that trigger inside of you both home and at work. And I can lead you through that. So, and again, it's just a freebie. It's just a, a website. Oh, yeah. That's a great, it sounds like a great tool. It is a really good tool. And you can do it on a monthly basis and you get it out of your head down. At, some people do it weekly because once you've got it out of your head down on the paper, you go, no wonder I'm exhausted. No wonder I'm confused because I've got all of these things. And once it's out, you look at it and you go, oh, Here's what I need to do. There are some two-minute jobs. Wait a minute. There's some things so I can delete. So you take out the ones you can delete. There's some two-minute jobs. There's some single action items that are longer than two minutes, but not projects. And then there are projects. And then there are some things on the back end called, yeah, I'll get to that next year or what I call someday maybes. But the concept is out of your head, down onto paper, out of your head, down onto paper, and then you can do something with it. Excellent. 
Good advice. So I often like to, on these podcasts, help listeners think through the lens of the CEO, obviously, or senior executives who are trying to influence their teams. So I know a lot of what we've talked about today is helping leaders, you know, personally manage their time and productivity. What suggestion do you have to help them kind of trickle down the benefit or if their teams aren't necessarily being most productive and managing their time well? What would you suggest that they do to try to help, you know, kind of up-level the team performance to be more productive and manage the team as a whole more effectively? Get Les Watson on a Zoom call. No, no, no. Stop <laughs> promotion. That's the wrong, that's the wrong answer. No, it's the right answer, but it's the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. The thing to do there is lead by example. Yeah. Lead by example. I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, so do <laughs> Don't, don't do as I say, do as I do. No, don't do as I do, do as I say. They need to, sh- they, you need to demonstrate that this stuff works. It's like, why is he walking around? Why are they walking around, male or female? Why are they walking around without a care in the world? Because they're doing certain things. I want to know what they're doing because obviously it works. So lead by example and give, give simple tips, give things that are very simple for them to do so that they go, oh, I can, I can put that in. I can use a trusted system. I can do prioritization with A's and B's. And again, Gail, we've got another three minutes, but I, I could talk for hours on this stuff, literally hours. So that, so first thing, be the example. And second thing, keep it simple. Give them bite-sized pieces around things that they can focus on, like having a trusted system, getting it out of their head, down onto paper, and prioritization. Fantastic. Since you're watching time so closely, as I told you, I knew that you would, you're better at it than I am. Um, I didn't know if there are any less obvious tips that come to mind, uh, things that people often don't think about when they're trying to become more effective, more productive, any hidden suggestions, tips? I think, again, it's probably 40 and I'll hone in on one and that is boundaries. How are your boundaries? Do you allow people to just roll over your boundaries and take your time? Excuse me, boss, have you got five minutes? And 20 minutes later, you go, I didn't have time for this. That's ridiculous. Why do I do this to myself? And people do it to me all the time. And, oh, it's like they're your boundaries. You're the one that's in charge. You're the executive. Uh, Whether it's closed-door policy, when the door's closed, don't, don't interrupt because I've got this to do. That's really important. That's number one. And also, if someone comes up and says, can you give me a hand with this? And you go, show me. Oh, yeah, I can do that this afternoon at 4 o'clock. I've got an opening. Come back and see me at 4. Or that's really good. Go and see Jim or Sally. Or let's do it tomorrow. So boundaries. How are you with boundaries? What do you like with people coming and stealing your time? Are you able to say no politely? Not rack off. Just actually say to people, oh, that's a great idea. I love that. Let's take it up this afternoon at 4.30. Yeah, good. Well, I think, you know, what I found to be the most hope in this episode is that everyone has more control than they realize, right? They don't have to be at the mercy of all these situations or circumstances or other people that you really do have more control if you think you do. It doesn't matter what you doesn't matter what your position, uh, even at the top, you still have that little voice that goes, well, I'm not sure. And I'm going, yes, you are sure. Just make the decision. You're doing fine. Yes. Good. Well, um, Les, I would love for people to learn more about your work and how they can find you. So why don't you share the best way to connect? Easy. On my website, getmoretime.com.au, make sure you put the AU in there. It is an Australian website. And 
for any of my freebies, a couple of freebies on, on my website. If you go to getmoretime.com.au forward slash podcast, because I don't have a podcast, so my giveaways are under podcast. So if you go to podcast, you can get uh, a choice of a couple, even a consultation with me for free for 15 minutes. And there's a couple of others on there. And if you're looking at coaching, those sorts of things, just get in touch. Like Zoom can enable us to do training around the world. It all comes down to timing. So I'm happy to help. That's who I am. That's what I do. I'm about bringing life. So I'm inviting people to get in touch. Email me, les at getmoretime.com.au. That's another, another way of doing it. Good. Well, thanks for bringing more life and great ideas today. Like I said, couldn't be more timely, pun intended. So uh, great uh, insights. And I I can't wait to share more with listeners, maybe um, some other insights down the road. So thanks for joining me today, especially so early in the morning for you and so late in the afternoon for me. Thank you, Les. Oh, good. Thanks. Thanks, Gail. Yeah. And for everyone else listening in, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Being more productive managing your time well, and doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.